Well, today we're continuing our series on integrity. These are one of, this is one of the culture traits we want to see amongst us as a church and flowing out from us into every area of our lives, not just when we gather together as KCC. These traits include honour and generosity, courage, acceptance, forgiveness. But at the moment, we're focusing on this one of integrity. And last week, I spoke to you about integrity is being real, putting down our masks and being open and honest with God, ourselves and with others. And it was so exciting to see God at work and helping bring people through into greater measure of freedom and release in that area. And still to come in this series, next week, Anil's going to be talking to us about telling the truth and the importance of speaking honest words. We've got living out the truth, the way of actually being honest and truthful in all we do. And then David's going to, as a link into the next chunk of Ephesians, be looking at integrity at work. So that's still to come. But today we're looking at integrity is dependability. And when I talk about dependability, I mean about faith being faithful, loyal, reliable, committed, trustworthy, capable of being counted on. Building trust with others by doing what we say we will do. Doing what we have said we would do, when we said we would do it, and in the best way we can. And I want to give you a bit of a sandwich preach this morning. We're going to start and finish with God, and in the middle we're going to talk a little bit about us and our role in that. So we're going to start with looking at a great big doorstep. When I used to live in Brighton, when I was studying down there, I had a part-time job at Burton's uh, men's clothes shop. And sometimes, not every time, because I didn't want to use up all the money I was earning, but sometimes I would treat myself to going to this sandwich bar just down the road from where I was working. And you could choose a whole range of different breads and uh, fillings and things. But one of the things they did was you could buy a doorstep sandwich, which was like a great big inch thick worth of bread plus the fillings and another bit of bread on it. And so we're going to start with a great big doorstep wedge about looking at God being dependable. Because actually, if we think about dependability, it starts and finishes with God being the faithful one. Secondly, we're going to look at the fact that he calls us to be dependable. And finally, the final doorstep, if you like, on top is looking at the fact that Jesus makes it possible. So, first and foremost, God is dependable. It's a big theme of the Bible. In fact, the one phrase alone, steadfast, in, steadfast love and faithfulness, is used more than 32 times in the Bible. But over and over again, we hear phrases about the faithful one, steadfastness of God. It comes up over and over again. We sing about it all the time, don't we? Even this morning, so many of our songs are about the faithfulness of God because it's such an important foundational thing to understand that God is always there. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. Faithful one, so unchanging. Ageless one, you're my rock of peace. These different songs we sing declare this truth, this doorstep, this foundational thing that God is faithful. And how much we need to rely, remind ourselves on that. So what I want to do right now, I just want to immerse you in some slabs of truth right now. This is what the Bible says in various different places about God's tr faithfulness, his trustworthiness. Have a listen to them. Let them sink into you. Let them do you some good right now. 
Exodus 34, 6 and 7 says, The Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commands to a thousand generations. Deuteronomy 32.4 says, For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. So many of us can hear songs buzzing around when we hear this. And isn't that wonderful that worship leaders take truth like this and, and put it to music so that it helps us to get it in our, in our souls. Psalm 26, 3, David declared, For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. Psalm 33, 4 and 5, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Psalm 36, 5. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 111, 7 and 8. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. It's amazing truth. I'm not done yet. Psalm 145, 13 to 18. A great chunk of this psalm. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And if you were thinking, yeah, but that's all Old Testament, Dom. Well, here's some New Testament. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. In our temptations, God is faithful. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful He will surely do it. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 The Lord is faithful. He will establish you 
and guard you against the evil one. And the final one for now, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? These slabs of truth, aren't they so good? You know, we could spend hours and days taking each one of those. And I encourage you to, to just go, go through scripture you know, go on Bible Gate or something and Google faithfulness and see what comes up in terms of God's faithfulness. Get these in you because we need to know this foundation that God is dependable, totally reliable and trustworthy. He will never fail us. Some aspects of God's dependability. He's unchangeable. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. I'll read you a quote from Andrew Wilson's book, Incomparable talking about this aspect of God's character, that he's unchangeable. And he starts by quoting A.W. Tozer. He says, This has massive implications for our lives, that God is unchangeable. What peace it brings to the Christian's heart to realise that our Heavenly Father never differs from himself. In coming to him at any time, we need not wonder whether we shall find him in a receptive mood. He is always receptive to misery and need, as well as to love and faith. He does not keep office hours, nor set aside periods when, we will not, when, he will not see, when he will see no one. Neither does he change his mind about anything. Today, this moment, he feels towards his creatures, towards babies, towards the sick, the fallen, the sinful, exactly as he did when he sent his only begotten son into the world to die for mankind. This should give us such confidence in approaching God. His commitment to his glory, his compassion for the broken, his anger at sin and his passion for justice remain constant. So when we come to God, there are no banana skins to slip up on, no nasty surprises we might find. He is always the same. God's unchangeableness is unique. It is what theologians call an incommunicable attribute of God which means something about him that is not shared by anyone else. Everything else, without exception, changes. Plants and animals and governments and scientific theories and galaxies and mountains and empires. But God never does. God is good all the time. All the time. It's true. He is good all the time. He is unchangeable. He's solid. He's our rock, as we heard through some of those scripture verses I read earlier. He's unshakable, immovable. He stands firm throughout all time. He's our cornerstone, as we hear in in 1 Peter. Our living stone, our foundation. Nothing will rock him, nothing will shake him. He's not caught unawares and by surprise. He is solid, secure. He's faithful. The faithful one. Faithfulness of God, as I said, is declared all over Scripture in so many different places. He keeps his promises, even when we don't. God has made some amazing promises, hasn't he? Amazing promises. Throughout Scripture, all sorts of things God has declared and promised. One that springs to mind is the one that Jesus made when he says, those who abide in me 
will bear fruit. That's a promise in Scripture. If you are following Christ, if you call yourself a Christian, the natural outworking of that is what it says in John 15. You will bear fruit. You know, I started this year saying that one of the F words that I felt God was saying was going to be a hallmark of our church was fruitfulness, having fruit. Well, it's obvious, really, because if we're abiding in him, that's what, says, what he says will happen. When we consider this Alpha course, I'm believing for fruit. We're being obedient to him. Psalm 133 says, When brothers dwell in unity... God commands blessing. We're working with another church. We're dwelling with them in unity. God commands blessing. There will be fruit. He will fulfill them. His promises are yes and amen in Christ. Another aspect of this dependability is God doesn't lie. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not man that he should lie. And Titus 1, 2 says, God never lies. Do you know the amazing thing about God is he's not just truthful, he is the truth. It's his very nature. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. He's committed. He will see things through. God doesn't make false starts on on projects and on things. He doesn't come up with an idea and then get bored and lose interest. He sees things through. In your life, God will see things through. That's another promise. Philippians 1, 6 says, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the, end of the, at, the, at the day of Jesus Christ. He will bring it through. He's committed. He's not going to give up and lose interest, get bored. They are, oh, I've had enough of this. Go and do something more interesting. No, if he, he will see things through. And he won't forsake any of us. I've read it already, Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He doesn't ever say, oh, this is just too much. What you're up to, what's, that's just too much. I can't put up with it anymore. I've had enough of whatever. No, you will never hear that coming from God's lips. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm sure many of us can think of stories of God's faithfulness in our own lives. You know, this year we're celebrating 20 years of KCC. And really it's an opportunity to remember and celebrate God's faithfulness and goodness for those 20 years. The things that we've seen in the miraculous as well as in the ordinary and the everyday. We've seen God being good and consistent and reliable and true and and faithful over and over again in his provision, in his guidance, in his love for us. I was just thinking over kind of my life and a a few things just came to my mind. You know, there's there's many, many stories I could say. But a few years ago when I was still teaching full-time and deputy head, it got to the point where the existing head teacher handed in her notice and there was going to be a gap of a term before they could get the next person in. So the governing body asked me to take over as acting head. And it's fair to say that I was fairly daunted by that idea. I never put myself forward. I didn't particularly want to be a head teacher. 
I knew God calling me to other things. But at that time, it seemed like, well, yeah, let's go for it then. And I had a real sense, I can vividly remember the day before, or the Saturday before the Monday starting the new role, being in Glenn and Linda's house. Glenn and Linda, a couple of used to be in the church, for those of you who don't know. And we used to have Saturday prayer meetings in homes before we went to the offices. I really remember being in their front room praying and God just giving me the sensation of my hands getting larger and him reassuring me that he would see me through what I saw as quite a, I don't really know what's going to happen this term. And God saying, I'm going to allow you to have the capacity to cope for it, cope with it. And what was amazing, that term went so smoothly. There was all sorts of things came up. Sure, there was, you know, disgruntled parents and children playing up and staff that were upset and all sorts of stuff that happens in the normal, everyday working of school life. But God enabled me to cope. And at the end of it, a number of staff members say, oh, it's been so calm this term. Thank you so much. And I was thinking, it really wasn't me. It was God over and over again. Another time when I was really aware of God's faithfulness was while my dad was dying a couple of years ago and then when eventually he passed away. And Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, which I read to you, I'll read it again, helped me and my family so much during that time. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Even in the tough times, God's steadfast love, it's steadfast, it never ceased His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. You know, before we even wake up, God's kind of got this bundle of mercies ready for us. This is what I've got for you today. In the good, in the bad, in in whatever, they're new every day. We don't need to run on empty from yesterday's goodness. God's faithful every day. Great is your faithfulness. You know, even this week, a small example, I knew God's faithfulness. I was chairing a governor's subcommittee at the school where I'm a governor, and we, we were going to be discussing something that potentially could be quite tricky. We were looking at the sex and relationships policy of the school, and I thought this could go all sorts of ways, and at what point, where do, how do, do I need to speak up? Am I going to have to speak up and potentially upset other people in the room who I knew would have quite different views to me? But the amazing thing was, you know, we prayed about it. A number of you who knew were praying about it. It ended up being the most relaxed and happy governor's meetings that I've been to since joining the governing body. Figure that one out. The, the issue I was concerned about didn't even come up. And people were just so relaxed and chilled. God is so good, so faithful in the big things and the little things. He is dependable, totally reliable and trustworthy. That is the big doorstep. If you hear nothing else from now on, the rest of this preach, hold on to that, that God is trustworthy and dependable. But I do hope you hear the next bit because this is important too. God wants us to be dependable. This is the filling, if you like, of our sandwich. We are his children. We are to reflect something of our father's character. You know, I've just outlined and reminded you that he is dependable. 
and we are to reflect something of him. His DNA, if you like, his spiritual DNA. The moment we say yes to him and we're Christians, we should reflect something of our father. David saw the link in the Psalms. Again, I read it to you earlier. Psalm 26, verse 3 says, For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. David is described in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. He caught hold of what God was like and he was then seen as a man who had integrity and was blameless and walked well and was dependable. But it's because it flowed out of him knowing who God was. God's faithfulness and steadfast love motivated and led David to walking with integrity, being blameless, avoiding falsehood and being dependable. You know, the importance of dependability is obvious to to us, hopefully, the need for it. It's flagged up in the Bible in various contexts. When uh, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was giving him advice on how to share out the workload, essentially. You know, Moses was leading the Jewish people and it was, he was getting bogged down with it all. And Jethro came to him and gave him this advice and he said this in Exodus 18, 21 and 22, look for able men from all the people Men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over all over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and let them judge the people at all times. And the key there is he said, look for people who are capable, yes, but who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe. There's a criteria there that Jethro was saying to Moses, this is what you need to be looking for. You need to be looking for people who are reliable and trustworthy. Nehemiah writes in Nehemiah 13, 13, when they were coming back to Jerusalem and trying to get things established again after being exiled, he said, I appointed as treasurers over the storehouses Zelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and Pediah of the Levites, and as their assistant, Hanan the son of Zakur, son of Mataniah. Why? For they were considered reliable, and their duty was to distribute to their brothers. Reliability, dependability is so important in every context of life. When I was um, doing a year out for the church down in Brighton, after I finished graduating and working for Burton's and eating those sandwiches and things, I went and worked for CCK and I remember wandering uh, along Shoreham Harbour with one of the elders called Alan Preston and talking about, you know, what makes, what, what is it he looks for in leaders and in people he can lean on? And he said, the most important thing is commitment and faithfulness. And that stayed with me. And that's what I've sought to be you know, not just because of what he said, but it really struck me. You know, he could have said all sorts of things. And when you read leadership books and things, they list of all, you know, this, this I look for and that. For, but faithfulness and commitment, he said, that's what I look for. First and foremost, yeah, I'll be looking for skills and knowledge and stuff. But first and foremost, I look for faithfulness and commitment. People of integrity are needed. People of good standing who have influence and shape our community who brings salt and light. The world is desperate for people who can be leaned on and not cave in. People who can be trusted with things. 
They're looking for people who turn up. Be there, like the Friends song goes. I'll be there for you. People who commit to something and see it through. Seeing it through to completion. Demonstrating something of God's character in there. People who are not just going to start things and then, oh, I've had enough of that now. The world is desperate to see people that can be relied on to do quality work even when they're not being watched. But also to own up when they make mistakes. People who are consistent and not constantly changing their mind, not fickle in what they do and the way they behave. People who can be counted on to follow up, to keep promises. People who say yes and mean it. Or who say no and mean it. You know, at times, being reliable and dependable, it can hurt when we have to keep going with something. There's sacrifice in it sometimes. In Psalm 15, who shall dwell in your tent, O Lord? Who shall dwell on the holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbour, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honours those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own heart and does... Uh, to, to his own hurt and does not change, or as the NIV puts it, keeps his oath even when it hurts. You know, Anil and Emma, I think it's fair to say, many of you know, they're having a tough time at the moment. Life's not easy. And yet here they are serving us. That's dependability. And it hurts. You know, Neil on the projector, Emma leading us in worship. They could quite easily go, oh, it's just too much right now. Sometimes it's serving and keeping going even when it hurts. God wants us to be like Ruth. You know, Ruth said to her mother-in-law, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people should be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. Her loyalty, her commitment. And we know when reading the rest of Ruth how she stuck with Naomi. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this. Therefore, my beloved brothers, and it's worth noting there, therefore means it's come after something else. And this is a whole amazing chapter at the end of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, where Paul describes the resurrection and our resurrection bodies and the certainty of the hope that we have that God has done for us. Therefore, he goes on to say, because of this certainty, because of God's dependability and what he's done for us and the certainty of resurrection and our physical resurrection bodies and the wonderful life that's to come, he says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. Steadfast, be steadfast, steady as you move forward, Keep on going 
and don't let up. Don't be given into lots of fits and starts. Put your hand to the plough and don't take it off until you've finished the task. Immovable. Don't get knocked over by sudden blows. Keep your balance. Stand strong and unshakable when the rains come down and the floods come up, when the winds blow and beat against the house. Be like a boulder that can't get washed away. Be like a tree that can't get blown down. Be abounding in the work of the Lord. Do lots of it. Overflow with it. Fill your days with things that count for Christ. You know, I've said several times in the last few months, and I'm going to say it again, you are an amazing group of people. You're an amazing church to lead. And there are many, many people in this room, and even those that aren't able to be here today, who are dependable, reliable, trustworthy. You know, you can look around the room now, and we're, we're, we're spoiled. God's given us an amazing group of people. People like Rose who is always there, just getting on with things, most of which most of you probably don't even know about, serving us as a whole church, but also just individuals. She notices, and she puts things in place to help people. Or Lizzie, who just works away and works away. Unsung heroes, while I'm singing them now. Or Peter. Peter, just there. What can I do? How can I help? Chris, leading the team on the PA. Just faithfully turning up, committed, getting on with things, even when it's sacrificial, especially when it's sacrificial. John, just faithfully over and over again, coming along, being there, being the listening ear, being the sounding board, taking action. Liz, my wife, you know, you know she's there for the church, but for me as well, just supporting me, listening when I moan, picking me up when I'm feeling fed up. The world needs to see our dependable people. And there's so many others I could have named. I could have named all of you because that's what God's placing in us. But we need to let the world see it too. We need to be dependable everywhere we go. Not just when people will be dependable back to us as well. That's when it's quite tough, really tough. You know, it's quite easy to be, to be reliable when the person we're being reliable with is mutually back to us. But it's a lot harder when people let us down. But God's calling us to be different. Are you trustworthy? Can people depend on you? Do people reckon, recommend you for significant or difficult tasks? without fear of you letting them down? Are you reliable in all areas of your life? Proverbs 25, 13 says this, Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of his masters. Let's be people who refresh souls. What a wonderful thought. What a wonderful way of thinking about dependability and faithfulness. By being, being that reliable, trustworthy person, we can refresh souls. So the final part of our sandwich this morning, if you like, is returning to God. 
Jesus makes all this possible. If you're feeling daunted at the idea of being reliable and trustworthy, the good news is that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. He makes it all possible. We can only truly be dependable, reliable, trustworthy because of Christ and what he has done. Our integrity is based on who we are and what we believe. If we are rooted and established in Christ, if we are built up in him and secure, then from that solid foundation, we too can be reliable, committed and faithful, steadfast and immovable. Now Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24 and 25, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was, had been founded on the rock. We can be dependable because Christ is our rock. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Colossians 1, 15 and tw- to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, he's the one who sustains us. He's the one right alongside us as we seek to follow him and be like him. He gives us everything we need in order to do that. He gives us everything for life and godliness and faithfulness surely is an aspect of godliness. You know, in Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and faithfulness is one of those listed in there. It's an outworking of the Spirit in our lives to be faithful people. We don't have to work at it. We don't have to force it. We abide in him, and he will bear fruit, one of which is faithfulness. Jesus is committed to us. tells us elsewhere in Hebrews that he intercedes for us all the time. He's dependable. He's reliable. And what's wonderful is when we do slip up, there's grace there too. You know, when we do let someone down, hopefully not intentionally, but even if it is, if we fail to come good on something, if we break a promise, there's grace in that. There's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ. He says, you're forgiven. Come on, let's run again. Come on, I'm dependable. You come and be dependable with me. You know, even when we slip up and sin, Jesus shows he is faithful. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus is unchangeable, solid, faithful. He doesn't lie. He keeps his promises. He's committed. He won't forsake us. In fact, he's everything I said God was because Jesus is God the dependable one. So as I finish up, God is dependable and he calls us to be. Just imagine, just imagine 
what a world would be like if it was filled with dependable, trustworthy people. You know, I used to have a poster when I was a student on my wall that said, what if? And it was a factory, typically spewing out lots of disgusting pollution and stuff. But instead of, coming out, instead of pollution coming out of the chimney, it was loads of really colourful flowers. What if? You know, it's hard to imagine. But what if? What if, if we really live the way God wants us to be? If people were seeing what it meant to have reliable, trustworthy people in their schools, in their offices, in the towns and cities. A society full of people who can be relied on and leaned on and kept prom- keep their promises. What a wonderful, safe, freeing place that would be. And we, you and me, can help make that happen. We can change the atmosphere of everywhere we go. Not because of who we are in ourselves, but because of who God is and what he's made us. His spirit is at work in us. We have the same power at work in us that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the spirit that's at work in each of you. If you are a Christ follower this morning, that power is in you. You can change things. You are kingdom carriers. Let's rise up and be people of integrity, demonstrating dependability in every area of our lives. Like the faithful messenger in Proverbs, let's refresh people's souls. I'd love us to finish with one final song, declaring God's goodness and faithfulness. So if the band can come up. I'm just going to close my time up here with prayer. And let's, let's return back to our doorsteps, if you like, that God is faithful and dependable. Whew. Lord, I thank you that you are always good, that you are always faithful, you are always true, that you are the truth. You are reliable and trustworthy. You keep your promises. You will never leave us or forsake us. You promise us fruit You promise us life to the full. And Lord, I pray that you would enable us to grasp this more and more. And as we do, we'd know greater measures of freedom in our own lives and greater ability to be those who you've called us to be. Representatives, ambassadors for you, demonstrating faithfulness and reliability, integrity, that people can lean on us, look to us for support. And that through it, we can signpost people back to you. Oh God, make us a people of integrity, a people of faithfulness. Lord, you know where each of us are at. Lord, would you highlight areas in life, in our lives, perhaps where we haven't been as solid and as reliable as we could be. And help us in that. Knowing there's grace, knowing there's forgiveness. But knowing too that you can help us and work through us. We offer ourselves to you again afresh this this morning. Help us, Lord, we pray. Let us be the faithful messenger that refreshes souls. Amen.